Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. What's going on? Oh, come Good on. Up. Somebody's yeah. got to do it. I can't do it. I've tried to do it in the past. We'll do it, it Thursday. Is, it has not gone well. I will build up to it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Go Birds, episode number 168. James Seltzer, John Bartrand, Elliot Short Parks. We are coming to you from the absolutely stunning mm-hmm. Parks Sportsbook uh, Casino here. It is just uh, TVs all around. Sixers are going to be on tonight. and uh, Nova St. John's over to my left here. It is, it is a beautiful, yeah. beautiful place. You want to get out here. It is uh, the nicest casino I've been to anywhere in the area, hands down. It is a, a beautiful place. So um, a lot to get into. Obviously, we'll get into some Eagles stuff, some Super Bowl stuff. But, you know, look, I, I know it's a, a couple days removed, but it feels like still that it feels that, um, you know, kind of one thing and only one thing for, for good reason has kind of dominated the sports world and obviously it's the the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant on Sunday you know we know this is an Eagles podcast we're not gonna belabor it too much I know it's kind of started to die down stuff but just you know we felt like you know it's the right thing to to take a minute or two and 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 talk about Kobe Bryant and what he meant to us and kind of the legacy left behind which really at least personally over the last few days I've really um, kind of, you know, learn more and more and more than I even knew before. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome in, by the way, fellas. I kind of dove right into it. John Barchard. <laughs> hey, How you doing, buddy? What's going on? ESP, Elliot Barks. What up? Good. So, like, with this Kobe thing, I, you know, uh, I'll start with you, Elliot. What, you know, kind of, obviously, we all, you know, we all know it was one of those things where we'll always remember where we are when we heard it, how we heard it and all that. But what is your kind of... With a couple days to, yeah. to kind of take this in, what has been your big takeaways and kind of where you at with this whole so, sad, horrible, horrific situation? My takeaway is probably different than, than other people's. I mean, obviously... It's I am not shocked inc- by this, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Obviously, it's mm. inc- incredibly tragic, and the, the, the daughter thing adds to it and all those things. But with, with my main two takeaways are, one, like I feel like this is the first person 
in my lifetime that's been like a huge deal that like died. Like I can't think of another one. I mean, I think like, it's the biggest in terms of the sports world yeah. for sure in yeah. my lifetime. Absolutely, I mean Roy Holiday. The but biggest, like, it's not comparable. It, it's a I was older. Look, like Kobe's one of those. He's one of the top ten players of all time. Some people would say top three, four, five, yeah. depending on where you rank him. But also someone who is iconic. He won five titles. He's, uh, he's someone. He's one of those first name people. Like even though it's a unique name, it's like he's Kobe. He's Michael. He's Magic. He's Kareem. Like you don't need to say the rest of the name. No, it's it's Kobe. He's that iconic. Well, so I think I, it's a wider berth of, and, of kind of and that uh, definitely effect. that definitely has to do with it. But I think it's more just like so when Kobe was at the height of his popularity, I was like you know I was the perfect age for that. I was like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Grew up with like, him. Yeah, like like in a way. like when the height of me loving basketball. Like growing up, and I'm thirty two. For those listening that don't know that, like. Me growing up, like, I think I was in maybe sixth or seventh grade when the Sixers lost to the Lakers in the finals. But, like, that was the height of me loving a sport. Like, like Iverson, Kobe, T-Mac, like, Steve Francis, like, Marbury, like, all those guys. And so what's interesting is just, like, now that I'm older, like, when I think about Kobe, like, if you would have, if, like, last week, let's say we did a basketball pod, and last week you said, let's talk about Kobe. I probably would have been like, yeah, he was a ball hog, like LeBron's better, like, you know, Kobe has five rings, but like LeBron's way better and he doesn't belong in the same conversation. And then like when he dies, it like takes me back to when I was a fan, more so than thinking about it from like from a podcast or, yeah, perspective. or just like, you know, trying to be like, oh, I know so much about basketball. Let me explain to you why Kobe's not that good. Like, and what it's made me think is on a lot of, it's just sad, number one. Like, it's like one of the, I mean, I had so many pairs of Kobe's. I had Kobe jerseys. I bought, like, Lakers shirts. Like, he was one of my favorite players. But it also made me realize that I do really think he was the next Jordan. Well, I think that he's the only thing that's even close to Jordan. And, and you can, look, I think LeBron probably a, a better all-around player. You know, when you, you list, you make your list, whatever. It's, it's all subjective anyway. But Kobe is easily... The closest thing we have ever seen to Michael Jordan, the, the will, the dedication, the passion, the the wanting, the singular focus on wanting to be the best that has ever been at your craft. There has never been another Michael, and there probably will never be another Kobe. Barchard, you know, kind of, how have you kind of processed these last few days and, and memories of Kobe and all that? It's, uh, I thought it's been for such a tragic thing, uh, everybody kind of taking a step back for a minute and realizing no one has time on this place. You know, no one has time on earth enough to worry about the dumb shit that gets in our way. Um, the overall response, I thought Kendrick Perkins immediately apologizing to um, KD after having like a little beef with him just a, a few days beforehand. Uh, the fact that LeBron and uh, it took over his scoring title essentially like a day before all this happened. Uh, the fact that we are still realizing, and this is what I'm coming to today, of just like, Oh my God, it's Kobe. Oh my God, it's also his daughter. Oh my God, it's somebody else's parent and daughter. And on and on and on. Um, I, I thought it was a, I, I didn't, I had no big connection to Kobe at all. I was a Jordan guy growing up. Obviously, I was around Chicago. Uh, you know, like my grandparents were diehard Bulls fans. Seeing him uh, and then seeing the cutups, and that was what shook me the most out of all of this is not in the moment realizing. The moves are exactly like Jordan. All of that work ethic, everybody that's come out, it's just like almost I didn't know who Kobe Bryant actually was, even though we knew all these 
different things about him, and you just hear all these different stories, and I'd give a million of them all up just to just to have everybody on board to be safe, and, and it, you can't have that back. And so, like, making sports an important point, I know we'll all be back to judging and being uh, who's the best and all of that. It was nice for 48 hours or more. Hopefully it continues on. Uh, but it's sports. It's just not going to happen that way. Well, and uh, I, I, it was it was a great feeling that everybody just stopped. Yeah, for and came hours. together. And look, sport. Yeah. Part of what we love about sports is the debates, and you know that that's what you do growing up and with your friends. And we do it on sports radio and all that. Yeah. And and who's the top five and all this and that. But I, I do. I think you hit on a lot of really important stuff there. The idea that we did kind of come together and acknowledge him in a different way. After it's an it amazing happened. father. Yeah, and, and that's, you know? look, per, for me personally, the, the, the father-daughter aspect of this, obviously, as someone who had a daughter just about 14 months ago. I thought of um, you immediately. But it, 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 I went, holy shit. I mean, it hit so hard. Yeah. It it's so hard. And to see what type of father he was, it seemed like he, that seemed to be the biggest driving force in his life post-career was he was doing all this wild stuff. He won an Oscar after his career already. Right. Like It seemed like he had such a, a post-career coming in, ambassador for the game, all this stuff that was just yanked short. But for me, the, the father-daughter aspect of it and obviously losing Gigi and losing, like you said, John, not to be forgotten, those other seven other people on that, yeah. on that helicopter, it is, it is so tragic. I think... The reason, obviously, it's someone lost so young, someone so iconic, but also something where it, it's almost hard to believe. It's one of those things, well, if it can happen to Kobe, yeah. you know, he seemed invincible. It seemed like we would be seeing Kobe at 90 years old, right. you know, like Bill Russell sitting at courtside. Yeah, whatever huh? it is, yeah, exactly. Right. And, and to just have that yanked away, I think, is is part of what's so hard for everyone. And, and look, I, you know, grief is a, a, a weird tough thing and no one grieves yeah. the same way grieving is different for everybody and and it's okay to grieve for people you didn't know because these are people who can have who can and have had a profound impact on your life whether it's a musician whether it's an athlete like kobe i mean think about how much time we spend watching yeah. these people caring about these people invested in everything they do it, it's okay to feel true sadness even though it's not someone you you ever interacted right. with well and that's that's my thing too and like when you talk about who's going to be the next Jordan, like Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan because of what he accomplished, but he's also just Jordan because like he's Jordan. Like people feel that way about him. That's why I think when we always would debate, you know, with your friends or on this pod at times it's come up, like can LeBron pass Jordan? Like it's not about getting the six rings. It's about becoming that like figure of like who he is. And I just never thought of Kobe in that light, even though I was a huge fan. I never thought that he had that, but like, I mean, CNN literally only covered it for like two oh, days, yeah. two straight Everybody. days. I mean, yeah. It was all, and I was thinking, like, what other athlete, like, if Tom Brady, you know, God forbid, passed away, right? Like, I think I don't know if people feel the same attachment to Brady they do Kobe. Like, I, I just feel like what other athlete, if they died today, would have the same kind of like two days straight? I mean, the Eagle Stadium is purple, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's been. I've never seen anything like it with right. with an athlete. And and I didn't know Kobe had. I, that, I well, didn't know Kobe had that type of. Yeah, and I didn't I knew, either. But that's I didn't one of the biggest things I've learned over the last couple of days is is seeing all the athletes across sports, like Claude Giroux tweeting out that yeah. that Kobe was their idol. Kobe was the person who they modeled their game after, or the way they went about their business after. 
And that, to your point, I think that we, you know, as as fans, didn't understand the effect that Kobe had on his peers. And I yeah. think that's something that really has shined through the last few days. Yeah, and, and I remember just as, you know, Elliot's mentioning it um, at, at the top there where, like, the biggest time in his lifetime, this is probably the biggest athlete ever, and the first time I remember this happening was Lynn Bias. I don't know if you remember. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, you know, I wasn't quite old enough to comprehend it at the time. But and neither course, was I. Remember, yeah. But that was the first, like, wow. I don't wow. know if I was alive. Yeah. 1986, I want to say. Somewhere around yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I was 87. Yeah, and the same. Like, I had a concept of what was happening, but uh, everybody was so emotional and everybody was so over the top. And now, uh, you know, you had mentioned Tom Brady here, E, and I look at, like, guys like Drew Brees who are 40 who are still playing, and both of those guys are still playing. Are you going to pause right now and think about, I mean, that is the type of impact that I think this tragic death has had. It's going like, listen, I've played football the majority of my life, and these guys, you know, like, I want to spend every moment of that happening. Here you go, Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I think that is something that is going through a lot of athletes' mind, either towards the end of their career or if they've already been in the league five, six, seven, eight years, that's what this kind of thing does you know every, everybody starts to think about man well why why am i it doesn't matter that it's football basketball whatever it's just another job you know all this stuff is just another job so i, I wouldn't be surprised to see retirements and and people reflecting on it that way that's how big i think oh, people are looking yeah at this i think from. i think yeah. people will reevaluate things yeah. and I, I think the, the message I, I agree with you i think yeah. Throughout, not just sports, but but period, the messages, like the number one message has kind of rung true is hold your kids, hold your wife, God, hold please. your family, do, you know, just like, and I think it's so true. I think this is the type of thing that, that makes you realize how, you know, precious and life is and how quickly yeah. it can just be yanked away. I mean, again, Kobe Bryant, like if someone like that, this can happen to, it can happen to anybody and in any situation. And it's. It's just um, yeah, and that was just like the last tough. the last thing that happened this week, and 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 every family goes through this, right? You're walking out the door, you're busy as all hell in the morning, um, and Kobe's death on Sunday made me stop and go like, "Hey guys, I know we're rushing around, I know we're having a good time, I know we're trying to get on the bus, I know we're all trying to go to work and do all these other different things, but I just said, stop for a second and say that we love each other because we don't know how much we're guaranteed after this." And every day that has created a new routine in my house. So it's, it's awesome. just like, it's, you know, remember all this stuff when we're arguing about stupid shit when it comes to Eagles players or the NFL or and I'm making fun of anybody in this league, which I'm going to continue to do. I mean, this is the fun part about all this, but we're all human beings. None of this stuff really matters at the end of the day. Hug your kids. We're not going to be there for you at the end of the day. They will. Your families will. On and on and on. Yeah, remember that next time you DM me something mean about. <laughs> yeah, look at that. <laughs> next it's time true. you go to write a DM, be like, you know what, like. Maybe but also, I'll, I love you, and yeah, it doesn't really matter. I love you. Exactly. Maybe and we should doesn't. start our own tradition. No, I'm, it's I'm true. fine with and that. And I think that's a great message to kind of end the the Kobe discussion yeah. on. And, and we're here if anyone wants to talk about things like, you know, it's um. It's tough. I think it's been a lot tougher for a lot of people than they yeah. expected it to. Especially like we said, something you don't know personally, but it's really had a profound impact. Um, but, you know, I think as Richard Sherman said, Richard Sherman at the Super Bowl said, you know, I, I was devastated. And then I thought, what would Kobe want me to do? He want me to go out and he want me to kill it on Sunday. He want me to, to man up and do mm -hmm. what I do. And I, I do think that that's, you know, kind of the mentality that will carry on. And, and that mama mentality, real quick before we move on, I do want to kind of quickly just the mama mentality, the idea that if I had to say to you, uh, is there anyone 
first of all, I don't know if, like I said, we'll ever see someone with this type of Jordan-esque, yeah. Bryant-esque, as it were. And I hope we don't. Singular focus yeah. on on excellence and and you know obsessive focus on excellence. Is there anyone here in, in Philadelphia who who kind of reminds you of that from a a work ethic, from a a dedication? Who is there? Someone who you know, in honor of Kobe, kind of exhibits that mama mentality. Oh, Jason Peters. At least for me, that's the first name that sticks out. If you're like specifically, if we want to keep this Eagles, um, there's no way he has a prolonged career without that mentality. For sure, you hear Kelsey talk about it. You hear um, uh, Lane Johnson sitting down with Chris Long on his new podcast over there. Uh, he says the same thing. Like it's ungodly the stuff that he puts his body through and, and makes sure that he's on top. Um, and it's part of his mantra now that we'll probably argue all offseason on why he should or should not be here at 38 years old. Jason Peters to me is is that guy for sure. So yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody compares to Kobe. Obviously, oh, no, that, no, that's no, the no. point. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, most yeah. exemplifies um, no one. So is Kobe, yeah, yeah. obviously, honestly, mine would be Ben Simmons. I mean, I know he has flaws wow, in his game. Wow, interesting. It's a good answer, I just though. feel like he really like when I think of someone that is just completely focused on basketball. Like I know he dates Kendall Jenner or whatever, but like and it goes to Sam Payne. Right, I mean, like, and, minus you know. that thing. Yeah, but people have lives. I mean, like I mean, Kobe took Brandy to prom or whatever. Yeah, sure. But, like, um, Do you remember that? By the way. Of course. Oh my I god. I think Ben Simmons to me strikes someone who's like singularly focused on just being great. Like that's to me, I think he's the closest we have in the city in terms of that attitude. Yeah, yeah I think that's a fascinating answer. Also, ball, but I what? mean that's nothing to do with work ethic. Next well it oh. is the next step well, it's of not work, work ethic. ethic. It's yeah. just kinda like stubborn. Uh, confidence <laughs> issue. Yeah. I'll back you up a little bit there too. Would you say that Simmons has the same I don't really care what people think I'm gonna do what I gotta do? Uh, That's to where interesting. I go to. That is interesting. That's possible. And, and look again. I I, good answer. I personally I think, think we've been too hard on Ben Simmons. Same. You know, but that that's. I don't think we've been hard enough. Oh, wow. I, I do think <laughs> he has, he has an yeah, I just ah. firing out. Uh, He's got to shoot the ball. But like, whatever. We can move on. Just whatever. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. the way, for those who don't an know, for my, those who don't know, by the way, uh, as I mentioned, we're at the beautiful uh, Parks Sportsbook and Casino here at the outside lovely Sportsbook. Yeah. Elliot. Had an issue getting here. Oh yeah. What happened? <laughs> oh wait, so is that what right? happened? Oh, well, buddy. so I left with hour an hour and a half beforehand. Get here plenty of time. I so everyone tells me not to use the Apple Maps, and I just always oh, do. Oh, dude, yeah. And so I put <laughs> oh, in. Oh, you didn't. I put in get Parks ready. Casino. Put it in, and it told me to take one way. I'm like, perfect. So I pull over. <laughs> I pull over to get gas. Turn it off so that it's not like continually going sure so i press on again i put par in and i just click the first thing oh. i see Bam. and it brought me to a parked car on broad street <laughs> <laughs> so i drove a half hour out of the way still got here on time which though. is also hilarious because how many times have you been here yeah, yeah i know we've well, been one here straight a lot. shot I, the whole been, time. do you know what i don't do to come here i don't Open my phone G- for directions. Oh, I GPS use, is I ruining our brains. There. That's I, right. I go GPS here. in when I'm driving anywhere. Wow. Like, I don't. Yeah. I uh, drive here. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I just was like, oh, I know how to get there. I'm just going to drive there. That's amazing. That's great. So, yeah. yeah. So, That's thankfully, great. I left with plenty of time, which I'm I'm a king of, le- like, I always leave way too early. Like, I was planning on sitting in the car outside for 20 minutes. Oh, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, you, got, you were still on time. It's all that matters. So, yeah. it worked out. Um, all right. Guess Come who on. wasn't on time? Yeah, this guy. Just, yeah, you had some traffic. John Barcher versus traffic. The, the great I need to battle of our time. the L.A. Shore parks leave an hour and a half. Yeah, leave an hour and a half I early. mean, it wasn't like I was here 30 minutes early or anything <laughs> sitting by myself. Or That's because somebody has, has to take 95. Thank God my Uncle Rick somebody showed up to say hi, so I had someone to talk to for a little bit. Um, all right. Uh, coming up in a minute, we're going to get into some Super Bowl stuff, opening night, some shady stuff. But thank you to Elliot Shore Parks. We now 
have a new thing here. Oh, yes. Where we play games. Oh, this is my and favorite I thing. And I love it. All right. And we don't know what's coming. No. So this is what's so, great. Yes. I came up with the games last night. These guys have no idea. So let's start out our first game of multiple games that will be played today on this podcast. The first game is called Name That Beat. Oh, All right. right. Name that what? Name that beat. Beat. I thought about okay. calling it the beat off, and then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably shouldn't go that direction. Well, now, now we okay. have to call it that. So here, here's Hashtag what we're going to do. Beat off. Name that beat. It is about Philadelphia Eagles beat reporters. Okay. Ooh, this Don't is worry. Good. I will I not this. put you in any uncomfortable positions. Here's how it's going to work. There are three questions. This is something that I think we could do again and again. So yeah. we're going to focus on different aspects. Today, we're focusing on Twitter. Should I bring okay. bells on Eagles next beat, time, so buddy? I have a better idea. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Do not yell the answer out if you think you know it. First, I, I, you're going to buzz in. Buzz in by saying, James is the GOAT. Okay? <laughs> if you say the answer, it will not count unless you first say, James is the GOAT. All right. My I, game, my rules. Boom. Okay, done. Okay? Done and done. Three questions. They are multiple choice questions, <laughs> so wait till you hear all four answers. There'll be four answers for each question. Wow. Twitter game. Okay, we, we can't buzz in early is what you're saying. That, but you can if you want, but okay. you won't know all four answers. So if we hear the right answer, we could jump I, it's, in. I don't think it's one of those. All right, like, okay, gotcha. okay. All right. ready to go? Here yep. we go. Name that beat. Question number one. Which of these Eagles beat reporters follows the least amount of people on Twitter? Ooh, I like this. Elliot Troy Parks. Number one, Elliot Troy Parks. Number two, Zach Berman. Number three, Bo Wolf. Number four, James Jeff is the goat. McLean. James is the goat. I'm going with Berman because he seems like a guy that likes to keep his timeline clean. I don't think it's that. I, Man. Right, so, me, Elliot's now one of three for you. you I, asked this question, I was pretty positive who, I, who it was. Okay. So, James is the goat. McLean. Jeff McLean oh, is correct. One nothing. Elliot, that's what happened when you buzz in early. McLean, the last answer. Well, he did unfollow me. So <laughs> he's clearly trying to get his follow count. Down. Well, Jeff, if you're listening, follow Elliot. All right, yeah. I'm going to know what follow. Do, do you, one, do one you have the, uh, or is that another question? How Jeff many? McLean is following 191 people. Oh, that's good. 191. Not many. Jeff, dude. Not many, Jeff. I briefly thought last do you week not like just Twitter, unfollowing I mean, everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that would have been a baller move. Yeah. I could see you it doing that. It would change my life. Think if I just unfollowed and pe- didn't check it Twitter anymore. It would be a pretty impressive yeah. baller move. I didn't yeah. do it, though. We so. do have a question about following someone in particular coming up. That is question number three. Question number two. So Elliot up one nothing. Bart, you need this. i got to get my shit together here. Okay. Question number two. Should be my motto, actually. Which of these beat writers has tweeted the most times? Oh, I know this. Option one. number one, Elliot Short Parks. Option number two, Les Bowen. Option number three, Ruben Frank. Option number four, Ooh, Zach tough. Rosenblatt. That is really, really tough. Ooh, Z- Zach's a, th- a wild James card. is the goat. Okay. Oh, God, I hope I'm right. Les Bowen. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah! Les Bowen I know he has a lot. tweeted an astounding... And yeah. astounding, over 179,000 times, <laughs> oh, which is woo, well more than double any of the can other I, people. Can I try to guess them in order? Sure. I don't. Oh, wow. uh, yes, I know them in order. So it's Les and, Les and Rube, I think, are one and two. Definitely. You are number two. So you're already wow. right. Yes. Rube's got to be Rube? three. Then. I okay. believe so. This is off I'm memory. Like I, don't 70. Have, I don't have all this. I just made sure to have less on there. I think, yeah, I'm almost positive Rube's in the 50,000s. Which I, I thought you would think more. Inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. All okay. right, so we Good. have one one going to the last session. Okay. I briefly forgot it was perfectly. a race <laughs> game. I, I was it. pretty sure. Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. Les Bowen, over 179,000 tweets. That is an Does that include retweets? Like you said, Elliot has tweeted in the 70,000 range. Rube's at 77. Okay, oh, wow. so it's close. All right. Yeah. So no, you, I, I, you know, I knew it was less. I should have buzzed. Less James, by, are you, by far. Are you under 25,000 tweets? 
I've never looked. I didn't even. I should have looked at mine when I was doing it. I don't think so. Did you join Twitter? That. I think I'm over that forever, like oh, 09 or something. Okay. 09. Yeah, I would so. say you're probably James under. at 27. Like, oh, okay. wow. That would have been a good over under. Okay. All right, here we go. So this is the, the tiebreaker here. Are you, all right. Are you focused um, on this? Are you looking yeah, at I got Bartridge's number if you want it. Oh, what is Bartridge's number? 132,000. Whoa. Wow, that's a lot. That was a lot of Sam Bramford in there. Yeah, three of us. Okay, final question for the win of the inaugural Name That Beat or the Beat Off. We haven't decided. <laughs> right, here we go. Don't forget. We got to stick with the beat. James off. is the goat right. in order to buzz in. Question number three. Most important question by far that I'm asking. Oh, wow. All right. Which of these Eagles beats does not follow me on Twitter? Ooh. Answer number one, Ruben Frank. Answer number two, Les Bowen. Answer number three, <laughs> Zach Berman. Answer number four, Bo Wolf. Uh, James, James is the goat. goat. Damn James is the goat. James is the goat. Less. No, that's wrong. John Barger's James chance to win the game. Uh, is Ruben Frank. Ruben Frank does Frank. not follow me Why? on Twitter. Why did Bang. Ruben, Ruben Frank know. doesn't and, follow and, and anything. I, I, I'm, I'm so, so sad. Yeah. It hurts because I, knew it wasn't I Bo. know Ruben Frank. Yeah. We have talked yes. many times. It hurts a little bit. I've Richard. gotten the follow That's unfollow from John Frank. Barchard. Well right, done. I did I've it. come from behind. I won the beetle. There you go. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did, buddy. You sure did. All right. Uh, that was good. That was good. Uh, that I was like this. Girl, that was this good. is good. All right. Congratulations, Barchard. A uh, a real amazing win. Okay. We should. Uh, we should. Can Can I officially make? Can we have a season? Can we go by season? Oh yeah. Make it a thing. Off season. On season. One. He can be one and up. One, one and up in the off season. I like just this. Total wins. I like yeah. this. Total wins. Right. Yeah. We'll okay. do it like uh, the European League. That was an outstanding performance. Yeah. That coming to mind. Well, because I thought it not be a only fun did game I because I had a beat reporter and I got. Someone who it's Mr. Twitter, so right. that was like a <laughs> that was good. It was <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was good. Okay. All right, now let's get back to talking to Eagles. Okay, like that. Uh, Super Bowl. 28 um, minutes in. Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, look, there's not a ton to talk about. We're actually going to do a, a specific Eagles check-in in a minute. I want to get Elliot's thoughts on Andrew Barry. I want to talk to John about Marquand Manuel. Uh, but Super Bowl, opening night, and we'll talk, obviously, a lot more about the Super Bowl on Thursday when we'll be back here at the uh, beautiful... Yes. Parks, Sportsbook, and, and Casino. And uh, by the way, on Thursday, I have this. I'll pin the tweet right now, at John Barchard. But I want to make a listener Super Bowl parlay. Ooh. So you tell me your favorite props because we're definitely going to go through fun. them on Thursday. I like this idea. Uh, this is good. And we got to do the Parks, Parks, bets. But, you yes, know, the Super Bowl better than we. We'll it will be that. a ton of Super Bowl talk. But, but quickly, um, I'll get into the shady thing in a second. But any general impressions from Super Bowl opening night, the beginning of the Super Bowl? Barchard, is there anything that stood out to you already other than the guy dressed up as the Andy <laughs> Reid punt Ew. pass and kick and then spelled the name wrong? Which is which is great because that's what they I think that's what they did uh, during that pass punt and kick. It right? was clever, they, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Um, opening I thought was good. I thought um, Tyron Matthew was the the star of the show. Uh, I thought he, uh, you know, in terms of like the the media scrum, uh, I thought Andy handled everything really well. I just keep thinking the same thing. Like, there is so much focus on Andy. We're going to have Andy Appreciation Day at the station on Thursday. Uh, There is, and it's the huge story. It's just like, that's what we're debating right now. Does Andy, you know, belong in the Hall of Fame? Uh, Was he the most important figurehead? All of this is focused on the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. It feels a lot like the 2017 Eagles with the 49ers. No one's really kind of talking about him much. There's a strong bond in San Francisco. There's a couple of really awesome hype videos, and I just go, man, you hear Kyle Shanahan just say, 
we could be better or some bullshit like that. And I just go, oh, my God, I hope the 49ers win. Like, I'm, I don't know why, but I just it's probably because George Kittle's there. It's probably because a bunch of other things. I just love what San Francisco has done so far. That's why my mind has not changed. I think they're going to boat race the, the, the freaking Whoa! Chiefs. That's how it sets up for this. So my takeaway from media night was like nothing. Yeah. Like it was yeah. the most boring media night on the face of the planet. Like there was nothing on Twitter that was interesting. There was no funny costumes. Like even the Andy Reid one was like okay. <laughs> there was no money quotes. Like I can't remember a media night where there's been nothing of significance to come out of yeah, it at yeah, all. In yeah, yeah, and so, obviously the Kobe stuff kind of you know at the same time in media right. night kind of you know. And I think that's why. Yeah. You know, there's a bit of a pall over it, right. so it's kind well, of a little less jubilant, but. I think media nights just gotten to a point where people are trying so hard mm -hmm. to make it interesting and funny that it's just not funny anymore. Like the few that I've been to, like it's like, oh, you dressed up. That's hysterical. Like, <laughs> cool. Everyone in the world is dressed up. Yeah. Like, so I thought there was no big takeaway for media day. I disagree that the 49ers are going to like boat race the Chiefs. I think I think they win. If I had to, if I had to pick, and I guess we'll five. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I think the uh, 49ers win. Yeah, I do too. We're all on agreement there, which scares me a little bit. But it is uh, one of those things where like, I'd be really happy for Andy to win, but I might have already placed some money here at the Park Sportsbook <laughs> on the Niners and we'll continue to do so. I might have, I might have done Maybe that. a little wow. yeah. bit on uh, Elliot's guy, Jimmy G, to well, win let the me, MVP let me, let me put this potentially. Out there. If they win, and honestly, I might already feel this way about him, but if, if they win on Sunday, like Jimmy Garoppolo is a top five quarterback. Well, and he's a four to one Period. for the MVP, which you normally don't see a quarterback. Yeah. You know, it's usually That's like two to one, odds. you know, a, those type of odds. He's a top five he's quarterback top five if quarterback. he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Relax. I mean, top five. prisoner of the moment. Top five. He does it for five more years then yes he's the top five okay. quarterback you know all right man <laughs> like you can't compare career resumes but the guy will be like 23 and four with the super bowl race. so you can that. you can anoint jimmy garoppolo top five yes. quarterback in the league can't even come close to that with carson wentz explain well, that garoppolo's to me. better than carson what, wentz, and he, and wentz and 2017 was better than than what garoppolo did like how is yeah, Jimmy maybe. Garoppolo better than Carson Wentz? I'm so a, I'm, a, and I'm a lover of Jimmy much G. Of Jimmy G. Like I like Jimmy G too. There was a point where I thought Jimmy G would be a better option than Carson Wentz two two years ago. Jimmy G is better at the two most important things. A, he's more clutch than Carson Wentz. I know he's going to aggravate oh, you, but God. let's just move I don't on. Even know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's let's just, just pretend you didn't let's say that. So well, I don't he have to fight you. The fourth out of the six pass that he threw was really clutch. Carry the team to the playoffs. Right. Like, come uh, on. Well, let me get my other one while I pull up some. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, good. He, I can't he, wait for the stats here about the bust out. A way better ball than Carson does. He is far more accurate, and that's the most important You're thing. You're obsessed for with accuracy. He is obsessed. Well, most, You're obsessed. Does with anyone should love I not anything be? as that, much as Elliot well, loves What's accuracy? the most important quality for a quarterback? Strong so, arm. Yeah, well, honestly, no, I would say. Ask Andy. If you were. Accuracy. The brain. The brain. The brain. If All we're right. talking about a physical tool, it's it's, it's, it's the arm, it's the arm, it's the arm. It's 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 accuracy. <laughs> All right. Jimmy Garoppolo has the number wait. one QBR. I knew QBR. there were stats coming. I told Jimmy you. Jimmy Garoppolo is the number one QBR in the entire NFL in the fourth quarter. That's amazing. When the game's within that's, one. That's Just great. You no, know, I mean, to say he's not clutch. Like, no, he's no top, I wasn't arguing clutch. Right. I didn't know you were I arguing clutch. I mean, I'm clutch. with you. It's he tough to hand the ball to Raheem Mostert in the fourth quarter. I get it. I get it. It's impressive. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's funny, too. It's just like all, all of the things that we he's thought. He's better than Carson. He's not. A lot of the things that everyone thought Lamar Jackson was going to be is what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Like, oh, he can't throw. He doesn't. He's not that accurate. Blah blah blah. Over and over again. Here's Jimmy Garoppolo, like handing it off a billion times a game. No one's making fun of him. But that's no one's, not even no one's true. Like the Niners. I mean, look. In the last game, they dominated on the ground. No denying that, right? No, and, and he he does throw. I mean, yeah, it's just, he, they yeah, throw to get the lead quite a bit. Yeah, but I look. If I had to start my franchise with a quarterback and a head, and the head coach is obviously part of it. 
like Patrick Mahomes is number one, but Garoppolo is very high up on that list. And listen, like, that's a fair thing to, to say. But now you have to go back into all the other bag of shit that you went through, like paying a guy early, which they clearly did at $135 million over the next six so, but years. But they didn't pay him and early. They did. He was going to be The a market free agent. reset, and now they have multiple opportunities to go get Super Bowls because there's $27 million a year. That's nothing for a top five quarterback, as you just said. So you're, you don't pay a guy. It's not considered paying a guy early if you pay him when he's going to be a free agent. Like, the Eagles paid Carson early because they had him under control. Is Dak control Prescott being paid years. currently right now as a free agent? If they, if they, if they signed Dak Prescott, like, midway through last season, would you say they paid him early? Uh, yes, because, it, because it's when his contract it's, – we're going by when the contract expires, right? Right, so by your definition, anybody that doesn't hit free agency is paid early. Uh, yeah, lock him up early, right. Okay, well, that, well okay, we, that's fine. Then. That's a different definition then. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm saying like the Eagles paid Carson early. They had him for two more years. They said, let's pay him now so it's a better deal later. The but you don't know what the CBA no is going to be. You don't know what him. the CBA is going to be. You don't know if the franchise tag even exists anymore after that point. Right, there's that part of it. But I'm saying you still had him under control for two more years. Like, the, like this was your guy's whole argument when you they paid st- him. But you're telling me <laughs> right now the guy that they paid $27 million at the time, top five quarterback, and you would start a franchise with him right. other than Patrick Mahomes. I don't get what your point is. My, my point is there's a lot of eggs in that basket already, and he came off of an ACL injury. Where was this take last year is what I'm saying. Because it, <laughs> you can't compare the two situations. Garoppolo was not paid early. Carson was paid two years early. Okay, All so right, we're, we're, anyway, in the, we're in the weeds. We are in the weeds. Where, I'm where sorry. do you fall on this? I'm, just, I, I'm trying to figure out what the hell you two are arguing about. What's the thing? <laughs> Would you say they paid Jimmy Garoppolo early? Not not. Uh, aggressively earlier. That's my Carson point. Wentz was paid earlier. I don't think it matters really to the – general discussion of who's a better quarterback no, like that then you're getting right. into a it whole different yeah. discussion like if starting a team with salaries and all that it's a yeah, whole went into process of whole, your argument whole, which was whole bad, different discussion but, yeah, but regardless right. look I, I think Jimmy G is underrated cuz you know he doesn't throw as much as some other quarterbacks do but I agree with you he's super talented I just think Carson Wentz is better than him but this we don't need to debate it let's debate something else that I'm sure you're going to have an aggressive take on cuz I know all you right. and I know the way you did Sean McCoy uh one of the uh the kind of Stories of at least locally here of of opening night of Super Bowl. The idea talking about he wants to retire an eagle. He says he's always an eagle. Uh, I was listening to John Marks and I agree on the way down, and uh, Marks just kind of was like, you know, I don't want him to come back. Like, good for you. You can always be an eagle, but you don't I'm want done him to with come you. And back, I like on the roster. I actually, well, regardless, I definitely don't want him on the roster. But I actually agree with John Marks. Like, I I'm not a big shady fan. I think he's a. I think I get it from a football perspective. I think he's. You know the best running back I've seen with the Eagles and stuff, but I'm not. A, I don't need like a shady day and like celebrate shady. I don't care about that. Where I know you have a, a pretty strong take, Elliot, on on shady and kind of where he ranks in Eagles history. Well, so I think he's the best running back to ever play for the team. Like just talent wise, I mean Westbrook's up there obviously, but like in terms of both accomplishment and talent, and also just moments. Like he had the snow game, the snowball game, like those type of things. Um, I mean, I think they should retire his number. Uh, and I think no. they will. That is what I was waiting for. Well, oh. nobody's worn it since he's been here, so they're at least strongly considering it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they gave Deshaun Jackson's number out the year after they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. I know it was a different, you know, it was a different, like Chip Kelly was there and all that stuff. But they've, they've there's only certain players they have not given numbers out for, and Shady is one of them. He leads the uh, franchise in rushing yards. He's the best running back to ever play at an important position. And, like, I just think you said you're not a big Shady fan in terms of not, like, feeling that connection to him. I think you're in the minority on that. I would agree with that. I think a lot of people I would really felt like strongly about him. So, 
I yeah, I think his numbers should retire, and I definitely think he should retire an Eagle. I mean, he's not going to retire. And I'll tell you this, he will. Like Jeffrey Lurie. I agree. I, yeah. I'm not. I, I don't. I think you're right. The about number that. thing, I don't know, but oh, like, don't, he yeah. will retire an Eagle. Like, I agree. He'll come back here. He'll sign a one day deal or anything like that. They'll have a shady day. All those things. If 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 his number gets retired, it's complicated for me. Like it's it is a. Um, yeah, I mean, like, whatever. The Eagles are going to do whatever they're going to do personally. I would never retire his number. I thought Fritz actually said something pretty brilliant today, which is wow. not, not something that comes out of my mouth. But he never wow, felt... at your other guy on high hopes. He said he never... It never felt like he was a real Eagle. And I go, Fritz is right. Like, it never, wow. it never felt like he was... Uh, and even with memories in my mind of him, you know, snagging a, a Washington flag... Uh, out from from the stadium when it was at thirteen, I think you know, it was the first big like uh, division matchup, and he's like, "No, screw this!" What like I just he always was a guy that wanted to throw somebody else under the bus. The PYT stuff is whatever, but like he never the, the weird, creepy invite to to parties on a on a bus and like all the other different stuff he was caught up with. I just never liked the guy that much. Phenomenal football player, phenomenal running back. The Eagles, it's their money. If they want to retire his number, fine. I wouldn't do it the same. I wouldn't retire Donovan's number either, personally. Wow, but wow, they, but they're, if, if you're going to get Donovan, you're probably going to get LaShawn. And and I, I'm with you, James. I guess I'm, we're both in the minority. I, I, I never liked you guys him. don't think he's like an Eagle, quote unquote. No, no, me, no, 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 no. Like, it's not that. I'm, I, I agree with you. I think he should be on the no, in terms of like the Wall NFL, of yes. Fame and all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of Shady. Right. I mean, I just think just, he's not, mean a, like a, player not a good dude. Like, okay. I don't think he's a good dude. I'm not a, a fan of him. Every time I was around him, I just never dug the guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not a fan of Shady. But regardless of that, I think to John's point, you, you know, you think about, like, the, the gravitas of him being here. They never won anything was he, when he was here. When you think about it, like, he never had any playoff success. He never really had those moments where, like, a Westbrook or even those guys, I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they had that kind of playoff pedigree, the teams that Shady was on were never really yeah. winning teams, like real winning yeah. teams. You know, they won a division no getting here and there. So, sure. And I do think that matters in terms of his legacy. I agree with you. I think he's probably certainly he's the most Barber. talented running back yeah. of my lifetime. But the, no offense, I think the idea of retiring his number for me is asinine. You're Same. right. They might do it. Yeah. I think it's ass. I think too. retiring numbers should be for Hall of Fame level type players or guys who are just so... Import, like McNabb. I'm okay with retiring McNabb's yeah. number. I think that's the right decision. I don't think he's all of famer. He should have his number retired by the Eagles. But, like, it needs to be that level of player. It needs to be here for that, like, at least a long time. And I, Shady doesn't meet those well, thresholds for so me. So I agree with I agree with most, most of what you're saying. But I think, like, you're undervaluing what LaShawn did here. I mean, he is the team's, he's the team's all-time, all-time leading, leading rusher. rusher. No, so I get it. It's not like he was here for four years I get and it. was just really good, right? So he's all-time leading rusher. He plays, again, a, an important position, like a noteworthy position. I will say the fact that it's number 25 makes me lean against it a little just because it's, it's a such crucial a, number. Yeah, it's such like, a good number. Yeah, it's such a good number. <laughs> I'm so with you. But I'll just say I want 25 out there. Yeah. If anybody puts on 25, and this is kind of my thing, like I think Westbrook's number should be retired, like 36. Like, Same. You, you don't want to. I get you don't want to retire too many numbers, but I think there's just certain players that are you associate with that number. Like, And I think 25 and LaShawn McCoy with this team is just – one of those like I think it's just you kind of know it when you see it and to me it's not so much about you know on the field stuff it's just like that he's the best running back in the history of the franchise he is number 25 yeah and that's like a to your point like yeah if there was if there's Reed Westbrook uh, Dawkins 
all all in that. Like I'm totally fine with all that stuff. It, it, just like we've talked about a billion times, it was when the Eagles were their most successful. Uh, you know, minus that big old trophy, the Doug Peterson one. But yeah, I like that's that's where I, Shady to me is. Again, a guy that was very all all about him and yards and whatever, and it was fine while it lasted. It just didn't. It didn't. So I, I have another members. Eagles Hall of Fame take I want to drop, and I'm I don't tweet this because I don't want to put him in an awkward spot. But <laughs> I'm dead serious about this. I'm not just saying he's a coworker. I think the team should put Ike Reese in the Hall of Fame. Oh wow! And here's why: two main reasons. One, I think he's just an Eagle, right? He's been yeah. in the city sure. for a long time. But also, I think about this every time I see the picture. So the, uh, you guys know in the press box, when you get in the press box, you take one of the elevators up. They have big pictures in the, in the elevator. And there's one of the NFC Championship game. I don't know which one it is. And it's like McNabb, Westbrook, Dawkins, and Ike Reese. Ooh. And, like, I just think that sometimes because maybe the stats, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't have, like, 40 sacks or whatever. But, like, Ike is an eagle. Like, and I just think he should be in the Hall of Fame. All right. In the it's team's Hall of Fame. One. Yeah, the Wall of Fame, Hall yeah, of Fame. Maybe. I think he should be in there. Sure. You're not saying retire his number, right? We're I don't think going. he should retire his no. number. Well, okay. Trent Cole wore Well, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, to be fair to Ike, I mean, no offense, Ike. I mean, Trent Cole probably uh, more likely to have, and neither is retiring the number. But to me, Trent like, Cole had a better career than, than yes, Ike Yes, but I also just think, like, the Hall of, the a team's Hall of Fame is not so much about numbers. And I, I agree. I know that look, goes against I mean, look, my yeah, They put announcers in there. I mean, Merrill Reese is rightly in there. I agree. I understand what you're saying. All right. Another game. Oh, I love games. Coming up in another minute. Uh, coming up in a minute, we'll we'll do a quick Eagles check in. A couple things we wanted to check in on. But uh, game number two is called Keeping It a Hundred. Nice. I can see where this All is right. going. <laughs> it is obviously take related. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna keep it a hundred here because personally, I would never lie to Go Birds no. Nation, the Go yes. Birds listeners, to all our beautiful people out there. Always. I might to be you honest, would never depending. Lie. You would never lie. You're yeah. very honest. So we're going we're gonna to get into it a little bit. All right. All right. Okay. Two questions. First one. And they're both obviously take-driven, as it is the Keeping It 100 <laughs> segment. We got to, you know. Yeah. I think, feel like the odds, Pay of you, oh, the odds of you coming with this versus me is... Yeah. What can I say? You would have got odds if you bet on that at yeah. Parks Casino. All right. So let's keep it 100. Here we go. Question number one. What's a take that you've been thinking about tweeting Ooh. or has been on your mind you just have not been ready to let it out in the world yet. Let's keep it 100. Uh, Bartard? Uh, the thing I d- was going to tweet out literally on Sunday but didn't was I don't understand the, oh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Billy. Uh, Billy Eilish. Don't get it. Wow. I've not. I, I like To be fair, old man Seltz has never listened to Billy Eilish, but from what I hear, people like really dig her. Like when I hear I go, her best album is like six years away, but I love the story. I just don't get like, oh my god, it's the next. Thing. She's got really cool like neon hair, and she doesn't know what to do with her style. Don't remind me of every teenager growing up in high school. I just don't. Record of the year, album of the year, all that stuff. All that stuff. That's all probably, right, probably, that's a good I don't take know. right there. Well done. So, I appreciate it. I got one. Keep it hundred, Elliot. So first of all, this is hard for me because I tweet all my time. I know. So like, <laughs> I know. But here's one that I've teased on Twitter, and I've said I would only say if like people came up to me. Oh yes. But I've been sitting uh. on this one for a while, and I don't tweet it because I know it'll. Just especially piss off a huge, like a very large portion of the fan base and writers. But the Palestra is the most overrated thing in Philadelphia. Whoa! Sports. I 100% agree. Like, wow, guess what? Guess, I like, strongly disagree. Please <laughs> like, let me know. Guess what? Wow. No one gives a fuck about the Palestra. Whoa! It's not that, that nice is so not venue. true. You can't say no one the cares about Philly. They care about building. the history, you but they don't say, like. You can't There's say. A, you walk in there, you're like, oh my god, I'm in the Palestra. Okay, the history of the building. Wow, here. LaSalle and Drexel played there wow. like 40 years ago. Like, <laughs> wow. Sorry. 
<laughs> don't the care. Is Philadelphia. Don't have any interest That's, in going. Don't think it's cool when games Elliot are played Shore there. Doesn't like, care about something that happened before yeah. him. Take the Big Five used to matter. It used to mean something. But guess in this what? City. Doesn't it's anymore. Wow. So did the Big East. Now, like, wow, Nova plays there. Like, cool. Like, man, don't care. Not a big pleasure. What a horrendous. I appreciate you putting and it every out there. Time I, I appreciate. It. I I, he, I can just picture people. This is people the definition like, of the segment. Keeping it one hundred. He kept it a hundred. Yeah, he did. That is a horrible take. And I can. Oh, I can. I don't think it's a horrible take. Think about at all. like, like people like specific people that be really mad about it. Like Jack McCaffrey would tweet at me. Like Marcus Hayes. Like these type of people would be very upset. But like, well, guess sorry. what? They should be Elliot. I don't care about <laughs> it. I just don't care about that it. That is my my uncle Rick says the most electrifying atmosphere in sports history. That's just a horrible wrong. take. <laughs> like, Everyone no. tweet at Elliot Short like, There's been more important games at the Wells Fargo Center. Tell him like, how horrible a take this is. And don't forget to end with, I love you. Don't <laughs> forget that. All right. One more. Keeping it 100. You guys are doing great. No, thank you thank very you. much. I appreciate Keeping it. Keeping it 100 for everybody. Uh, question number two. Do you not have to? Per- I guess actually. I have okay. one. If you want me All to, right. I'll throw it out there. Well, I didn't take. I get to do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. I, I figured I'd, I'd shine. Yeah, let the, you guys shine okay. here. All right. Um, I'll throw one in at the end. Uh, second question. Uh, let's start with you this time, Elliot. Okay. What's a take you never back down from that, in hindsight, you wish you had? So everyone wants me to say Jordan Matthews and Alshon, but I don't. Everyone feel, wants you to say yeah. Carson Wentz. Well, I'm not wrong <laughs> about that you. either. <laughs> um. Oh, this is a tough one. Mm. A take that I had that I wish I would have backed down from. Oh man, this is a tough one. Just hit. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's not one thing. This is what I'm talking about. This is if you don't think how hard it is to work with Elliot to be like, you know what, you were right. <laughs> That's no, all I mean, it takes. I'm willing to admit when but I'm you wrong. You couldn't even I'm not, to not right off. The, I know exactly what I, I should have taken, but there's like a million things yeah, I've I said. That right, why don't like, you go first while I think? Sam Bradford being a good yes! quarterback. Yeah, I was never on that. There's the, the the worst thing I probably ever said sports related. I, I, I like okay. there's there's uh, between that maybe holding on to chip for like so long but I'm not ready to back down from that quite yet either. There's like a tiny little ledge that I want to step off of but yeah Bradford of course. I thought Doug Peterson was a nincompoop. <laughs> oh I know yeah. what mine is. I yeah. literally if I could go back like I might not have been quite as strong as Michael Lombardi I wasn't as far off as though. I should have been. Uh, Which is going to be Elliot, great what for okay, Mine is Thursday, most definitely I thought firing Chip Kelly was a mistake. Wow. Like I was dead All three wrong of us that. did. Yeah, All like, three of us thought it was He's proven not to be a good coach, obviously. It wouldn't have worked out here. Like, other ones, like Jordan Matthews, Alshon, Carson, like, I could still debate those. But, like, there's no defending. Like, Chip, what, firing him was the right call, and I said it was not. Yeah. Thank yep. you, fellas, for yeah. keeping it 100. Yeah, you're I'm welcome. sure we'll bring that back. It's a good one. I like that. I appreciate yeah. it. All right. Uh, quick Eagles check-in. Elliot, I want to start with you on Andrew Berry. Um, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> does doesn't matter. Like, yeah. what what does that mean? He's no Speaking longer until things I don't care about. Yeah, with exactly. the that's why I said. Yeah. A, that's Andrew why I said. A Barry. quick yeah. Eagles yeah. check in, and then we'll go play another game. Get, get <laughs> out of here. My take on this is, if they didn't lose Joe Douglas last year, like people are trying to make this Joe Douglas 2.0, but like it really doesn't matter. I mean, he they made up a role for him. Like he didn't have a defined role. They li- literally just hired him because he was smart, and I, you always want more smart people in the building. So in that way, sure, you would want him there. But I don't think this like impacts their draft, their free agency. I don't think it's a loss. Like they might not even replace him because he had a job that was created. So yeah. not ideal, but I don't think it's a big deal. Like it's not a huge thing people need to get worked up about. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, an ongoing thing. And Joe Douglas is probably the last guy we'll get worked up about. I know that like Andy Weald is like Weidel. Oh, was it Weidel? I'm sorry. 
see, exactly. No, no one. No will one care. knows. Uh, but the uh, it's just another spot. This is like the offensive coordinator spot for for Doug. This is pretty much all it's ever going to be. Um, it, it actually raised the question of just of, of like how much I know his fingerprints are obviously over uh, 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 some things from 2017 and on with Joe Douglas, but like how much of it was actually his because he. You're just shuffling these guys out. You're waiting for another GM job to open up. That's basically what the Eagles have created. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, JD has, has said this for a couple of years now. It's like they're building a, a franchise of scouters in there. Uh, just hasn't really delivered, <laughs> you know, in terms of what we think of fans, fan-wise. So um, Andrew Berry is Deep Podesta's, you know, love and joy of like, oh, my God, we can bring analytics and, and smart people together. over there, right? Yeah. Lots of smart people. So there you go. All right, Bartred Marquan, Marquan Manuel. Is that a good hire? Uh, I, from the resume, it has to be a good hire, right? Like, you know, Legion of Boom, the, working with uh, Dan Quinn and the Falcon Secondary, and that's some of the things I've heard from the past couple of, uh, or the, the past week was just like, yeah, but, uh, you know, the Falcons, DBs weren't that really good, weren't great, and they have had the same situation that, you know the Eagles kind of had with with injuries, some of it with with talent. But I, you know, from the from what you saw and what the Falcons can do, I mean, we even saw that in Week Two, being very aggressive, being uh, throwing you off your game. I think he's and he's worked with uh, Schwartz before, right? That's yeah. So I think he played, might have played for Schwartz yeah. in his last year as he was a head coach. So uh, you any Nuggets down there? E? Well, what I like about it, and you know, I'm learning about him obviously, so I'm still figuring out what he would be as a coach and all that. Right. But what I really like about him is when you read articles about him and like what his accomplishments are, he's just he's developed guys. He's a good teacher. And I think that's what the secondary needs, especially with like Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas and those type of guys. And they, what they specifically mentioned was he's done a good job moving people from corner to safety. And I think Avante Maddox could be the guy that they move and keep uh, Cravon at nickel. So I like it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And again, his resume is impressive. I mean, he was his defense was really good that one year in Atlanta. He coached against the year the Eagles beat the Falcons. He was their defense coordinator. So I, I would like to hire if they did it. All right, last Eagles thing. Are they ever hiring an offensive coordinator? No. So... <laughs> I don't think they are. I think there's a decent shot it happens before the Super Bowl. And okay. the reason I okay. say that. That sounds very informed opinion, sir. And a name yeah, I would keep informed. in I appreciate that. Yeah. A name, I, a, a name I would start to keep an eye on is Ben McAdoo. Interesting. Wow. Wow. I think there they would finally be got their guy. Almost, <laughs> almost years later. Yeah. Almost hired him in 2016. I mean, we do need some mustache game in yeah. Philly. He so. fits a lot of like what they're looking for, whether we agree with it or not. Okay. He fits that. Um, hasn't oh, been agree. hired yet. Was interviewed by the Browns. Hasn't been hired there yet. So that's my that's my new guess. I'm trying to think I'm going to the read between the lines here approach, y'all. Yeah, it's interesting. That's it's what I'm going to go with. Ellie doesn't have to reply, yeah, but I'm just good. saying. It's good. It's All right. We'll, 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 we'll bail for him. We'll yeah. bail for him. That's Eagles Dragon. <laughs> One last game Yay! before we get out of here. Uh, Elliot last week did the major BFF alert, yes. which I thought was a lot of fun. And, and I saw Justin in Tennessee, one of our great listeners. Was oh, like, yes, that's right. He had a comment. It about was awesome it. Yeah. you know, hearing about you guys. And he left us a review, which, Justin, I apologize. Oh, we're going to get to it Thursday. It's I already don't even in. know how to find the reviews. Oh I never read the reviews. So <laughs> like, I was, I was thinking of reading it. <laughs> and I almost texted these guys and said, how can I find Justin's review so I can read it? And then I was too embarrassed. So I didn't do it. We'll read your review on Thursday, but Justin did say he loved hearing about us and and kind of well, you know. Thank you, Justin. Our, as always, yeah, buddy. really meant a lot. But I also I thought it was a fun idea, so I'm stealing Elliot's game. I decided to come up with a, a different name just for when I do it, right. and it's so that I can pick Elliot's favorite band. 
mostly so I know if he's actually heard this song by his favorite band. I'm sure he has. It's a famous one, but we're going to call it You're My Best Friend. All right. Ooh, nice. You Make Me Live. You know nice. that one? Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Ooh, you're My Best Friend. You make me that was in Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was. Well, in that's Bohemian why you know Rhapsody, it. That right. makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Elliot, we're going to start with you. Um, one minute I didn't know you were, and then another minute it felt like you were a big badass Eagles reporter all of a sudden. How did this happen? Like, what, when did you kind of decide to head down this path, and how did you kind of get to where you are today? Uh, and what made you decide to go down this path? Well, so in college, I started. So when I was a freshman at college, my brother was four, four or five years old. So I was like, I want to be a kindergarten teacher. So I started as a oh, kindergarten man, I teacher. Totally see that. Wow. I did that for a year. Well, like yeah. a major, I should say, was my yeah. major. Then I was like teachers don't really make any money so I was like I want to do <laughs> but I wanted to do psychology because I wanted to work with people but then I was like psychologists make more like I might as well do psychiatry because they make a lot of money so I did psychiatry for a semester but then I was like you have to study biology to do that and that was really hard so I, <laughs> I went from kindergarten to psychiatry to psychology to social work which is why it took me five and a half years to graduate college yeah but then I, my dad was a writer, kind of, like, he was an English teacher. So I was like, I wanted to be a writer. And then, honestly, what really, like, I would say the biggest thing in my career was G. Cobb gave me an uh, internship. And it was literally just me and him. I was in the locker room every day. And for, like, two years, I got to go to, like, everything just because it was G. Cobb. Oh, that's and, like, awesome. If I would have, I got an internship briefly at the Inquirer, but I just stopped going, which was probably <laughs> not a good call in retrospect. <laughs> But I think if I would have kept doing that, I wouldn't have be I wouldn't be where I'm at because I would be like covering high school games and doing those type of things. Like I never covered high school, I never covered full um, college. I went right from like being a college student to being full time covering the Eagles. So, wow! What? Uh, and then I was at BGN for a while. People love that. Oh yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were. Uh, oh yeah, because you were what? You were the EIC over there for a second, weren't you? EIC. Editor in chief. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I ran it for a year. I'm pretty sure. He does I write for a living. I was like number two, but I was writing like four times a day on oh, it. Oh, yeah. And what I'll always remember is first of all, the comment section were exactly what you would think it would be. But like, <laughs> I remember I Nothing, wrote a real long article changed. about it was when the Paterno stuff happened saying oh, yeah. like they got to shut down Penn State, got to do it. And like everybody was like, this is an Eagles website, blah, blah, blah. That's always oh, okay. what I always remember. So, <laughs> what, what, remember it what did you uh, do? When you didn't go to the internship, like what made you blow it off? Was it anything? I was just irresponsible. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I just, just literally like... stopped going. And I remember, like two years <laughs> later, I emailed him, like, "Hey, sorry, I stopped coming." And he was like, "It's all good." It was Gary <laughs> it's Miles. All good. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, like, I didn't like it much anyway. So. I should have done it. Like obviously, like my mom got me the internship. Like yeah. I should have done it. We're good. Your like, mom got you the internship. Yeah. <laughs> back it up. 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 Back it yeah. up. Back it up. Back it up. So you didn't even want to take the internship. No, I didn't. Dude, like in college, I was not a good student. I remember, like, so one time in college, I was in a class, literally sitting there, and in the middle of the class, it goes, there's no attendance policy, so, like, you can come or not. And I just got up and walked out <laughs> in the middle of the class, and I literally only went back for the midterm and the final. How'd you do? I mean, I must have passed, I yeah, guess. Obviously. But, like, I, that, that takes a so month to get awesome. us. Because, out. because I never went to class, I have this, like, reoccurring dream that I'm still like I'm pretty sure is not case like where I always think that I'm still signed up for an online math class and in my head I'm like but you're definitely not but in my head I'm like you might be this so I mean I graduated I have my degree so I'm definitely not the but whole Apple Maps thing starts all the time, to make so much oh, sense yeah I cut 
all the time. Oh, <laughs> but now that I'm 32, this. I wish I wouldn't have because I feel like I could learn. Like we I'm like, I want to learn about I, geography. I, I, so for, for any of our younger listeners out there, the, uh, uh, relating to Elliot's story there, the, the I always say this. When anyone asks any advice for college, anything, and look, I didn't know what I wanted to be in college. It took me a while after all. I'm not going to say figure out what you want to do. My only advice for college is go to class. Like, I know it sounds simple, <laughs> but if, so easy if to cut, you though. go to class. But here's the thing. Because they expect people to cut. Because whatever. If you go to class, it's so easy to do well. Like, you don't even have to do that much work if you just they go just to class. The craziest right? part is. Yeah. Just go to class. Yeah. And the teachers want to help you. They're happy you're there. Like, <laughs> it's so easy if you just go to class. The wildest thing is. I'm literally still paying to go to the classes that I did not go to. <laughs> like, so like I was literally paying to be there and I was not going. Yeah, it's bad. So that's how I became an Eagles writer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty easily Would you, replicable story. If, yeah. If you don't know, James got his master's. Yes. Was that worth it for you? I like, so it's total opposite of him. Like I worked that program. Like I would have. I would have rather died than miss a class because, like, I was there for that. I was there to to do as well as I could yep. to to use the Temple radio station to get an internship to work that intern. So it was like such a different, but also an undergrad. Like I went to class. I was a, a good student undergrad, but I understood. Like it's a different it's a different thing when you go yeah. to grad school because it's like an extra decision. It's a, it's a, especially when you go years later and you're not just going because you think you're supposed to or whatever. Like when you really choose to do it, it's like. You want to take advantage of that. So, yeah. one, it is expensive. One time I was taking a class, and I think the subject was like news history. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> so I got I took a test. Exemplary news student. Yeah. Over here. It was something like that. And I got a 37 on the test, oh, right? Oh, God. It's amazing. And I've never gotten a 37 in my life. Yeah. Well, so she yeah. calls me into the, like to her office, and she's like concerned. She's like, you know, like, did I not? Am I not doing a good job? Like, am I not? Am I not getting <laughs> well, you broke her you? heart? And I'm just like, no, no, trust lady. me, trust me. Like, I didn't even buy the textbook. Like, I have like, <laughs> like, like, it's, it's no a, big deal. I, it's I a didn't miracle even... I got a 37. Like, yeah, I got a lot of stories. Like that, that is oh, God, awesome. We need, we need, need more. I need we to change my be, questions for yeah, Thursday. Our, yeah, <laughs> our new game might have to be just tell us Elliot's school but stories. But I always remember she was so concerned for me, and I'm <laughs> like, please don't take this to heart. Like, that is nice I'm to not know trying. that there are like, teachers yeah. out there who care that much. Yeah. That is a beautiful, I love that's my a beautiful part of that yeah. story. Love All right. Interesting that he talked about GCOB and how GCOB was instrumental in getting where you are. Bartard, one of the more driven, like, you know, focused in terms on, like, achieving great. I'm an insane person. You are intense sometimes with it. But, well, but like, I leave all the, what, like, what you guys do well, I don't. So that's like, yeah, you're on perfectly. time all the time. You're on time all the time. <laughs> I'm never on time. Yeah. It's just my, I got, it's like one of the things I need to stop doing yes. in my life. Just leave yeah. earlier. Yeah, that's right. what everybody says. It's not that hard. <laughs> just like uh, show up to class. It's not that hard. That's what I'm saying. It's not that hard. Question for you. It, yeah. And it's funny you said that because the question was going to be, you know, I know, and I think listeners of this pod know kind of your story and how you got there. Yeah. So we've talked about a lot and we're both oversharers. But <laughs> who's someone who along the way in any way or walk of life has had a kind of like G. Cobb DeVrellia, a, oh, man. a profound impact on you and where you are and where you're headed. Somebody I've never talked about on this podcast. Oh, obviously. perfect. No. That's what I was hoping for. Um, his name is uh, Michael Winmacher, and we went by Lars. So, like, Lars was always, uh, it, it was the, the drummer in Metallica, Lars Ulrich. Like, that was just kind of like lined up that way. That was like, oh, uh, fucking my favorite band when I'm 15 is Metallica. And here's this guy at this local radio station that has a nighttime show that I really dig. So, I just kept 
bugging him and bugging him and bugging him. Like, can I come? Can I be an intern? Can I do this? And not only did he do that, like, he got me my first radio job. But, like, I had a humongous falling out with my parents at 17, 18 you know, I was going through a lot. I separated my shoulder. Baseball career was basically like bye-bye. Was not really interested in going to college. Mike was just like, you want to come live with me? And I go, fuck yes, I Get do. Are here. you kidding me? Like, I owned, at the time, maybe two T-shirts and two pairs of jeans. He goes, just be my roommate. Wow. Uh, and I, I went great. Uh, and all we did was obsess over uh, WWE wrestling at the time. Uh, every single college and national sport possible, and we would go and I would be his like segment producer or whatever for uh, one one night a week, and and just kind of go and do that. And we established this bond and went to a bunch of concerts and all this other stuff. He really believed in me the very first time that we ever met, and just said, "You're gonna get figure this thing out. Just come with me," and that changed my life. That is awesome. Yeah. What a good, <laughs> yeah. good answer. It's just like, yeah. And especially you never talked about that, which yeah. I know will be cool because I know we've talked about it a and lot. He gave, so. me his, he gave me his apartment afterwards, too. Like wow. He, he met a girl and he just goes, this is yours now. That is so and cool. I'm like, I also Jesus, like, this is amazing. The line, like, and that's when my baseball career ended, was not when I thought I'd hear that. I was I was hellbent on making a college roster somewhere and like I saw what my brother did at Mansfield University my brother has a major league curveball no doubt about it was the best at anything and then he would tell me stories about oh yeah and then we played this fucking school from Toronto and they're throwing 98 mile an hour sliders <laughs> so my 88 mile an hour fastball that doesn't move doesn't look as impressive and all of that that all of that was a realization of just like you need to be the best there's nowhere close wow. to being so, the best so like yeah. my yeah. baseball career ended before it started <laughs> which is sad <laughs> why is that I, varsity baseball was definitely was the going hands? to be the, the, the peak of my yeah, yeah I, I just <laughs> I, I didn't have the work ethic in high yeah. school to, to work hard at it and the small hands for football, yeah, no, not for <laughs> baseball. Yeah, I just, I, I, I liked it, Baseball's but I didn't, hard. I didn't push hard enough. Yeah. Baseball's hard. Like, it's yeah. fucking, it's I, incredibly I hard. I honestly believe in my heart that I could complete the Tour de France, but I really don't think I could ever hit a baseball. Whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> We're going to say. I wish there was a way to I'm test I'm not this. saying <laughs> win it. I'm saying just. Can, can Zero percent chance you could complete the Tour de France. Zero. Literally trying to Zero. I could do Zero. it. Zero. Yeah. Do you I, know how long the Tour de France is? Yeah, I looked it up. It's something like... 300-something miles or okay. something. It's only like 30 miles a day or something oh, like that. Over mountains. Let's do this. And, and, oh, my God. Let's do this. I got an idea. Yeah. yeah. I got a brilliant idea. You and I... You pick where we go bike riding. I bet I can beat you. Oh! Okay, well... Does, right, you I'll give do me, it just because... You give me the distance. But the thing was also, I always, if I said I could... I didn't specify. I feel like if I had a year to train, but I would still do it. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know I'll do it against you, but I'm saying the Tour de France again. Just to qualify at Elliot Short yeah. Parks, please <laughs> tell him how absurd it is that he again, thinks he can finish. Again, not saying win. I get it. Just I'm saying how absurd it is that you think you can. Can I just say this offseason? What do you think of a better chance of doing? Hitting oh, a baseball yeah. in a major league game? Or Zero percent chance of that. Hitting a major league baseball. Neither. No way. Hitting major league baseball. No. Well, by Touching luck. It, you're saying by luck. No, like by luck. Hitting a hit. Am I allowed to bunt? Sure. Yes. I don't think you could pick it up. Then there's, there's already a better chance. They're both. They're both. <laughs> they can pick it up. They can throw it away. It can go over I'm somebody's not head. I would do it fast. I understand I'm what like, you're saying. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> I just don't think you would do it. Nope. All I know is the offseason no is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. More games coming. We will be back Thursday right here at the beautiful Parts Sportsbook and Casino. We've had such a great time. We'll be back on Thursday. Barcher. 
will take the lead and give us some games, baby. Loving can I, the games. Can I give you a little preview if you've made please, it this far? Please, please. We call it a tease, now. John, in the radio business. Uh, I don't belong in the radio business, so <laughs> that is... Uh, so, uh... Uh, we'll edit this part out because it's taking me a while to get to the list here. In well, that's all right. We'll do list waiting. I'll tell you what. There is there is a question I've wanted to ask L.H. Shore Parks ever since he asked me a, a, a personal Are we question. Are going to do it now? No, and it's more or less like a follow-up. Oh, okay. Come on, Ali. Pay attention. But, uh, <laughs> but you are going to want to hear it on Thursday. Oh, I, 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 I just want to know what the answer is. I love it. That's right, how good the question oh, is. So Thursday, uh, we'll talk Super Bowl, all that good stuff. Uh, and again, on Sunday, coming out with us, we're going to be at the Post in Philadelphia. Check our Twitters. We'll tweet out all the stuff. It's going to be all kinds of deals, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to do a show and, and hang out for the Super Bowl. So please, please, please come hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Right, don't uh, be desperate. Like, please come. But like, <laughs> I'll be as desperate as I can be. Please hang yeah, out no, with just me. Kidding. Come I, through. It'll be you're fun. leaving me with these two. I need someone I know, else. To seriously. Hang out with. Seriously. Uh, again, thank you to the Parks Sportsbook and Casino. We'll be back here on Thursday. So for LHR Parks, for John Bartram, James Seltzer, thank you for listening. To episode 168 of the Go Birds podcast right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP and Radio.com. Go Birds! Go Birds!